0: For Planky again uh he's been on a couple other uh episodes and today we're we've got a little bit of back to school we've got um some other topics we're gonna touch on um so mike how you doing
1: i am doing very well very well how are you doing I'm, new father to be
0: that's right i i have a child on the way any day now uh my wife is ready to pop so it's uh, coming yeah, and my wife is actually a therapist with Freedom as well, and uh, she's she's still been treating. She's been trooping on, I guess, uh, but she's, she's doing okay.
1: Yeah, what else are you going to do? Sit at home and do nothing. Might yeah. as well yeah. work if you can.
0: <clears throat> exactly, yeah. She said she's had a little bit of back pain and stuff, but uh, overall not too bad, and I think, yeah, she would drive me and everybody else crazy right. at home, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And we were you know, Brady and I were talking uh right before the podcast about um you know trying to get uh when, once once you have the baby trying to get the nurses to to take the baby overnight so that you at least get one or two good nights sleep before you bring the baby home and uh Brady was saying that now because of COVID they uh they're not doing that the baby has to stay in the room so. Yeah. So even Day one, you'll start getting no sleep. That's that's which awesome. Which is great. Which is yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> and I remember, I remember when we brought the baby home, our first child. Um, I I kept thinking, and I was talking to to my wife of how do people have more than one of these things? Uh, just you know, scared that you're going to kill the baby or do something wrong. And uh, you know, after about six months, it kind of goes away, and you're like, oh yeah, I, we we could have another one of these. Could
0: do another one. <laughs> And then we have uh, we have Spencer here at the clinic too, who had uh, twins, and uh, you could tell coming into work sometimes. Yes. He was and just he's, like, and he
1: still, <laughs> he <yeah>. still <laughs> has those days of uh, even now, um, you know, with with his son, uh, who's basically ju- just shy of a year older than his twins. Yep. Um. So his son is five, and the twins are four, and. Uh, still has those sleepless, uh, sleepless nights, and comes in, comes in looking all tired and everything. But, uh, but they, they are no, no matter what. Uh, it's being a father, uh, having kids is the the best, the best job, the best job that you can have. So it's a lot of fun. So. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna do great. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's what everybody says, and I'm I'm sure it'll live up to what everybody uh, keeps telling me. So, yeah. uh, so you know, the kid talk aside, um, that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today with uh, kids, and we're gonna do a little posture talk, and um, with everything, everybody going back to school. We think um, you know, even if you're not going back to school, and you you have at home uh, learning arrangements. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of kids that, uh, with, I think sports, a lot of sports being canceled and things like that. Some, some of them have gone on during the summer, but they're not, maybe not as active at home Mm -hmm. too. So, um, there's some stuff that they have to look out for, I think. And so, um,
1: you've got three, three daughters, uh, are they going back to school? Uh, my kids are going back to school. Um, they are uh, the the school di- district of Grafton uh, has a plan of either in person or online. Um, so the parents have the choice. Uh, and we are choosing to send our kids back to school um, in person. Uh, we do feel that it's important for the kids to have that social interaction, but also um, just knowing how the the spring semester went earlier when COVID first hit. Uh, you know, while the Grafton School District, I thought, did a very good job of having a, a good online program for the for the girls to, to learn. It just isn't the same. Um, they, there was that personal connection that they were missing with the teacher, but also with their friends, uh, and that social interaction um, that I think is – is needed. Um, the The online schooling can serve a purpose, um, but I don't think anything beats in person. Um, so you know, we we will be sending the kids back uh, back to school. Uh, but I know that the online option is something that uh, a lot of people are choosing. Um, and I know probably a, a few months ago, I think I did a video. Uh, for freedom, for, for some postural setups and corrections that people can do at home because not a lot of people have a good office or desk setup, whether it be a chair, or, you, know, uh, you know, proper chair height, proper desk position, or most people are using laptops to, to do most of their work. Um, so I did a lot of referencing of, of certain postural things that kids can do, which we can go over here on the podcast if you want to.
0: Yep, um, and you can check those videos out on our YouTube channel, uh, Freedom Physical Therapy, uh, and on our Facebook uh, page. Um, just search for Freedom Physical Therapy, and will pop up. Uh, those videos will be somewhere along the timeline. Uh, they'll be better labeled on YouTube, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So I guess so. What are like what are the biggest issues that students are going to face? let's start in the classroom. Like um, they haven't really been sitting in those hard chairs for a while. It's been a lot of couch sitting, uh, you know, what, I guess if they haven't been as active over the summer, what are they looking at in terms of like, are they starting from a deficit already? Um,
1: I, not necessarily. Um, I think they, you know, I think what you'll, you'll, Again, some of it's going to be dependent on what the school is going to do. As far as some schools are not going to allow their kids to transfer from one class to the next, they're going to have all their schooling in one, uh, in one classroom, possibly even eating eating lunch in that classroom. So hopefully, the teachers will be doing a very good job of breaks in between classes, stand up breaks, uh, maybe even playing you know a quick game or jumping jacks or something that will get the kids up out of a sitting position a little bit of activity and then sitting back down to progress into um, into the next uh, subject Um, depending on the age group there's usually some uh, um, group activities or even carpet time that they call it where uh, kids are getting together so they can you know even lay on the floor do some some of their group work uh, on a floor but again I don't know what the protocols are going to be because of social distancing, um, masks, uh, communal sharing of, uh, you know, whether it's game pieces or whatever. So I think each school district's going to kind of have um, a challenge to try to determine what is right, what is going to be the best fit. Um, you know, something that you can talk to your kids about is just making sure that they're not um, when they're sitting in their desks that they're not slouching over, you know, sitting at the front of the chair, um, nice, you know, upright posture as best that they can, uh, so that they're not slouched. You know, unfortunately I think with the time off, you see a lot of kids on their phones, playing games on the computers and they're kind of in this rounded posture. The head is forward. Um, You're looking down, so it can, kids can develop a lot of upper back pain, mid back pain, headaches, neck aches, um, just from some of these prolonged positions. So, as a parent or if you're a teacher listening, uh, really try to correct that as best you can. Um, You know, none of us can have great posture 100% of the time, we're going to kind of fall into these um, bad positions. It's just raising awareness um, and trying to correct that when it happens as best we can.
0: So, you know, I've seen a couple of these like posture correcting extra er, or devices. So some of them, you know, if you slouch too far, it'll give you a little—I don't know what—it's like a beep or Mm -hmm. or something that'll just remind you to get out of it. And they have—I know they have some braces now. From the research that I've kind of. Done just looking around is that I there's not one I don't think that a doctor or PT that I can find that is really recommended. Um, is that something you recommend or not really?
1: I I, I tend not to unless especially when the in the youth because what I what I typically will find with some of the bracing is people become dependent on that instead of using their own postural stabilizers they become dependent on something to hold them in a certain position. Uh, so especially with my, with my youth, um, I try to stay away from that. Um, I have used some sort of postural devices for, um, middle-aged and older, uh, just to help correct, um, but not as a, uh, a, an entire day long, um, wearable device the um, the one that you mentioned that kind of beeps or buzzes that you know it can actually connect to your phone and you have you wearing a little uh, device that will alert you if you're in a bad posture those can be very beneficial Um, but I think for some of the youth again I think it might be something where Turns into a little bit more of a game for them, yeah, okay. so it might be a little bit more distracting yeah. at school, uh, but can definitely help with uh, people who might have more of an office job, sitting in computer, um, whether they're you know at their home office or at the work office. Um, I think that can be very beneficial for more of an adult population, uh, but the youth, I think, that might be a little bit more of a uh, of a game for them.
0: So you know, the other, I think the other, one of the other aspects of posture, right, is the, the strength that you have in your posterior chain, um, to, to stay consistently in that posture. If, you know, theoretically, if some of these kids and anybody in general had better uh, posterior chain strength, um, would that help? And then if so, you know, is there a way that, like, the schools could implement some, some kind of exercise routine to do mm-hmm. for their classrooms to, you know, help them out, uh, start f- giving some of those good movement patterns? I mean, the problem is, is, obviously, these teachers aren't, you know, trained in training exercise, but I don't know if you, you know, they've got gym teachers. I don't know if that right. could
1: be part of it. but Right, absolutely. I think um, strength is a key. Um, But I think what is also lost in that is mobility. Um, You have to have mobility in your pelvis and your spine in order to achieve the proper position for your muscles to stabilize in that position. So you can be very strong, but still not be able to achieve proper posture, proper position, because you might have some um, segmental uh, restrictions that are not allowing you to to achieve that position. Uh, so I think mobility and stability go hand in hand. If, you, if you're missing one of them, you're going to be affected. Um, so, you know, part of what we do in clinic is to try to determine, okay, well, where is the dysfunction? Is it a stability problem or is it a mobility problem? And then treat accordingly. Um, so I think in, incorporating that, in in gym class or in any sort of um, exercise routine is going to be important Um, even I think even in gym class just being active um, just the functional mobility of activity is important and you're going to get some of that you know if you're playing kickball if you're playing um, you know dodgeball which I don't know if they play anymore <laughs> um uh, you know balls. any yeah any soccer any throwing sport any you know softball hockey anything where there's rotation I mean you're getting active mobility right there which is very important um, and you're also getting the stability part in order to to do a functional motion you have to stabilize a certain segment in order to um, get the rotational component um, so at least there's they just any activity is going to help. Um, sometimes it can be a challenge for um, for gym teachers to incorporate some of these activities because form is very important. And if you're in a class of twenty, um, and not all kids are attentive uh, to what you're saying, but also to the proper form, it can be a challenge to try to get. Children to do a certain act activity uh, designed for strength and stability. When you're trying to line everybody up and watch form and correct posture and correct form, uh, and make sure that they're doing it right. Um, so engaging the kids in um, a sport um, or you know a, just a general activity is probably the best way to go for the gym teachers.
0: Yeah, I just wonder you know, with everything going on, how, you know, how they're going to view that because, you know, I mean, look, I'm still coaching hockey. I mean, we're wearing masks. The kids aren't necessarily, but, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to be willing to let those kids go play a soccer game together or go play. Right. Uh, I don't know, t- like f- like football or something. I- I'm not sure. Right. Um, so I, I, I don't know if, if, I guess if they can, then great. If they can't, what would you, what do you foresee happening?
1: Well, there's still plenty of activities that they can do. I mean, just general. um, Like calisthenic? Yeah, running, jumping jacks, even some, um, you know, they can even do some independent, um, you know, trunk rotational activities. Maybe they are hitting a tennis, maybe each person gets a a racket and a ball and they're hitting it against the wall. Maybe we're trying, making a game to say, okay, well, how many times can you do it before the ball hits the ground? Or, um, you know, working on backhand, working on forehand, working on uh, – I mean, there, there are def- definitely some games that, you know, teachers can get creative to try to figure out um, how to get activity in and motion in with these children because it's going to be very important. Yeah. Uh, these kids can't sit all day every day at a desk, whether they're in school or even at home. Um, you know the problem is going to be is if people are at home or if the kids are at home, uh, but the parents are still working, uh, you know making sure that you're still setting aside time for your children to have some sort of activity so that they're not just online learning and then oh no, they finished their online learning and now they're going to be online gaming or on their phones tick tocking or anything that the, that the kids are although tick tock can be activity they're if they're dancing. doing a dancing um, but but still making sure that the kids have um, time to you know get outside and maybe just shoot hoops or uh, if they play hockey shoot you know a stick handle, shoot a hockey puck uh, volleyball, do some setting or Um, soccer you know get some cones out and just work on some some soccer drills or um, you know there's there's plenty that the kids can do to just be active and get off their butts yep um, out of their rooms out of the house Um, especially now uh, late summer fall even early winter as the weather's weather allows Um, you know, if the winter is nice and we get some snow, great, get the kids out and shovel, (laughs) make them shovel, put them to work, you know, let them go and, uh, have a snowball fight with siblings or if they've got, you know, you know, friends out, you know, next door. Um, even,
0: even like sledding, I mean, you're walking up and down the hill and
1: and all that stuff.
0: Um, so, you know, so in an ideal world, all that happens, but you know there are going to be instances where you either have a kid that's kind of more averse to physical activity or doesn't like sports as much maybe um likes reading or playing video games a little bit more mm-hmm. um you know some of those kids can you know that's that's great but ultimately if there's not enough physical activity a lot of those kids develop um like you said bad posture but then um you know some of them aren't as coordinated as maybe they should be so that when they, when they are doing exercise in gym class, like you said, harder to teach form, um, harder to mimic movements of someone else, that kind of thing. Um, at what point do you, should you involve a healthcare professional or an exercise professional maybe to help address some of those issues? And um, in that case, how, how is that going to help that child?
1: I think if there's if there's ever a question, um, no matter how early or late in the process it is, I I think you definitely should either talk to your pediatrician, or talk to your physical therapist. Um, physical therapy is direct access in Wisconsin. Um, you know, if you're just looking for a screening and a, just an evaluation to determine if. Hey, is is there something you know? Is my child weak here? Or is my child um, restricted? Or is there something that we need to um, to address? It's always better to address it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for those for those kids that just aren't as active, I get it. You yeah. know, there are there are people that just aren't as active. In those instances, really, it's a matter of. Finding something that will engage your child. Um, And that could just be going for a walk. Mm -hmm. Maybe as a family, you know, uh, as a mother or a father, um, just using that time to get out and just go around the block. Maybe you go a bigger block, but use that time. And and it's also a nice time to to catch up, you know, see what's going on in your kid's life. Um, Catch up on school, catch up on... Um, trying to relate to whatever gaming that they do, if they're Fortnite or TikTok or whatever, and and have you know use that time for discussion. Um, uh, but it, you know, as far as kind of going to a healthcare professional, I, again, I think the sooner the better, um, just to make sure that there isn't anything that needs to be addressed. Um, and if there's something that can be addressed, then you know the. Uh, in physical therapy, we can handle that. We can kind of give some exercises for home um, and kind of point people in the right direction, what to look for. Um, and if there's nothing going on, then we just kind of give some good advice of, hey, you know, watch for this. Uh, and if you find this, then we want you to kind of correct it with this.
0: So uh, one last topic I want to touch on is some of your TMJ background with with posture. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, with masks being required in Wisconsin and whatever you think of them is going to be whatever you think of, you know, that policy. But um, I, so personally, and this is may, may just be anecdotally, I find myself mouth breathing in my mask a little bit more. Have you gotten that complaint? And I know mouth breathing can cause some issues. Um, could you kind of just go yeah. over those and, and why you should maybe consciously try to nose breathe?
1: Right, right. And it's, I I kind of fall into that same category. I mean, typically, I'm I'm more of a mouth breather anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have found with the masks, especially the the bands around the ears, kind of pulling my ears forward and noticing a little bit more even just tension headaches in myself Mm -hmm. Um, and some just general jaw tightness and neck tightness. It just... It Just wearing a mask for me, because I have to wear it all day while I'm treating, yep. um, it just kind of pulls everything, f- it, it just feels like it's pulling everything forward. Um, and that can affect jaw position, It can affect head and neck position, it can affect your bite. Um, so as your head comes forward, or if your jaw comes forward, whether you're mouth breathing or just from you know, the the stress and tension of that mask, um, it can increase muscle strain and and, uh, affect joint position of the jaw. Um, So trying to, if you can, uh, breathe out of your nose is good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But again, it it, it is a challenge with the mask on. Uh, What we look for... With, with anybody, whether it's a youth or into the adults, um, the connection, the correlation of the neck and the jaw um, is very high. Um, posture can affect the jaw, uh, which can affect uh, muscle tension in the jaw, the bite of the jaw, you know, of your teeth. Um, so we really want to try to tie everything together um, in the neck, in the jaw, joint mobilizations again doing some soft tissue work but posture really has an effect on on jaw position um, but unfortunately again with the masks it can kind of start to pull things forward so um, if you're able to take a break from the mask um, do some gentle um, the posture, you know just postural reset um, maybe even some self-massage of your head and face um, controlled open exercise um which uh, again i show people all the time i believe we did a video on that controlled open too but you just kind of get your tongue up in that end position if you're going to say no or never and just do some gentle opening of your jaw or even a gentle wiggle side to side just to help relieve some of the tension in the jaw uh, can be very beneficial
0: okay all right um I mean, if you don't have anything else that you can think of that we missed in terms of posture and, and the kids and everything else.
1: You know, I think one other thing, if um, especially for some of the online students, um, just parents, if you could, just check their workstation, wherever they are. If they're going to be working at the table, if they're going to be working at the desk, if they're going to be working at a couch or a bed, just watch form. Um, is all I ask. Um, look at the chair height. Uh, try to get ninety degrees bend in the knee, ninety degrees at the hip, at the hips to the trunk, um, and and then watch table height. You know where the laptop is set up. If you need to use pillows, uh, pillows are a great tool to build up arms or or to even um, if the kids are having trouble. Getting close enough to their desk, put pillows on their lap um, to raise up the laptop to put it in a comfortable position for them so that they can sit better. Um, If they're going to be sitting on the couch or in the bed, use pillows, prop pillows up. Um, Pillows can be a huge, huge benefit for these kids um, to improve their posture and to get more comfort while they're doing some online schooling or reading, reading their book or. Or even if they are going to be doing some gaming. So, uh,
0: if you could just quickly, uh, if you could in best best way possible, describe what the optimal position would be, um, with with uh, arm angle and mm-hmm. knee angle and where they're sitting and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: So if you're if you're sitting in a chair, knees should be bent at ninety degrees. Hips to your low back should be ninety degrees. Sometimes. If you sit a little further forward on the edge of the chair, it's easier to achieve that. So you might need some pillows behind your back. Um, arms, ideally, arms are supported. Again, about a ninety-degree bend in your elbow so that your um, hands are w- able to work on the keyboard. Um, so you don't want it too. You don't want your arms too high to where your shoulders are being raised towards your ears. That's going to increase neck tension. Uh, and you don't want your laptop too far and fo- too far in front of you so where you're reaching too far. So really, we want as much resting musculature as possible when you're doing um, some of the uh, uh, work online, work on a computer. Uh, again, that's where the pillows can come in to maybe just kind of provide a little bit more support so that you're not having body parts that are just, uh, unsupported or reaching, you're, you're doing things that are, that are uncomfortable. So
0: like I said, we've got some better visualizations of that on YouTube and Facebook. Um, you can find us on, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, most of the social media stuff. And, um, Mike, thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me and good luck to you and to your newborn baby and your brand new family.
0: Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful day. This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more with four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanagoe, Wisconsin. More information at freedompt.com.